Have you ever felt lost when trying to support a grieving friend? Suggested Etiquettes for the Grieving is your go-to guide for offering real comfort in difficult times. Written by Angie Williams, this book is packed with practical tips and heartfelt advice. Be the friend who makes a difference. Order your copy today at Amazon.com or visit www.slowtospeakwithvooch.com. That's slow, the number two, speak with V-O-O-C-H dot com. Order now and transform the way you support those you care about. Suggested etiquettes for the grieving because being there matters. So today we'll be discussing afterthoughts from reading the book with friends and family who have previewed the book. And for this podcast, we'll be joined by one of our good friends, Corey Davis. Corey, Sister Corey. That's what we like to call her as Sister, Sister Corey. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today? I am good. I am good. That's good. Well, first, I want to start off with asking, how did we first meet? I don't remember how we first met, but I do remember we went to the first same church but how did we wind up in each other's presence that is a thing that i've been trying to um go through my head yeah well we went to the same church so of course we would have talked to each other and everything but i think we all became because we went from the um campus to the singles and then we were around you a lot more then and then right. um, we, when we got here, that's when we got closer because Corey and I used to be roommates. Yeah. Yes. Look at looking now. It was four okay. of us. And I've seen this sister do some things. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to talk about that on air, but yeah. Yeah. y'all pay me, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> now, sister, yeah. now, yeah, sister Corey, you, know, you're kind of famous for something. Now, what is oh, that? Oh, oh don't yes, say it. We I'm can't famous. say it. Oh, we can't say I'm it I'm famous my... for the banana pudding. Oh, no. Most people <sighs> say there's crack in it, but I'm <laughs> not really sure. Listen, people. When she, <laughs> when she makes her banana pudding at church, people lose their mind. And when she when she used to make it at church, and even now, people they they, they just start looking for the banana pudding in the air like it's somewhere it's going to appear somewhere because it is so good. I'm not I don't know what was in hers, but when she made it, people will run to the line and people's like get a cup. I had to tell one girl not to turn back around because she was about to come and give me some and then go back. I said you can't turn around, just stay in line and get yours too. <laughs> <laughs> it was catastrophic whenever her banana pudding was out there, people. Mm. Yes, that's what I'm famous for. I don't know what they're going to do if God said, Corey, your banana pudding days are over. So, <laughs> that's when so it's I'm going to give somebody the secret, but I don't really know what the secret is. I watched it's you and so still weird. don't know what it is. Maybe okay. you did something behind my back. I don't know. And, and Corey, now, now we could put that in the show notes, like your number and all that. Type of no. Why would you share that with anybody else? We're trying to keep that to ourselves. Okay. Right, right. I don't know what was in it. Yeah. I, I think it was her love or something because. Hit her up That's on what Cash it was. App. That's what it was because I knew people loved it. And so God put that extra. 
that extra drop of love in there because mm, I'm like must have because yeah. it was quite a a thing when Corey brought her um her banana pudding. Mm. Well, Corey, um, now I know on a softer note, um, you had just experienced a loss uh, from one of your family members, and I right. want to know um. How are you and your family doing at this moment? Um, we are, you know, there we're having our moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I could say that some of us are, you know, still feeling the aftermath of just, you know, still trying to, you know, just figure out what happened and mm-hmm. to realize that she's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that it is um, definitely something that has took a toll on all of us. I have my moments, you know, I feel that anxiety and, you know, I think to myself, did I tell her I loved her? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Did she know that, you know, hopefully, and, and I believe that she did, but it's just those things. I think we're still feeling that loss. Mm -hmm. Mm. Now, was this your younger sister? Or? This was my younger sister. Her, yeah, my younger sister, Patricia. Mm. And, uh, yes. And so she had eight kids. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, she helped each one of them, you know, to really, truly try to work through life. Mm. They had their moments as mother, son, daughter, um, but no matter what, you know, she would try to help them in any way that she could. You guys had um, two losses within the last six months because this yes. is very recent. And it was your nephew. And then um, probably about three to four months, maybe five at the most, you lost your younger sister. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, we were just talking to someone. We're not going to say sorry for your loss, but we will say, man, our heart is there with you. We we yeah. we hurt with you. Amen. Mm. Now you had um, had expressed to Angie that you understood the statement. Please don't ask me. Let me know what what I can do for you. What made you um, understand that statement? I think, and I don't know if this is going to sound right or whatever, but I think in the moment when you're when you're trying to process that grief, mm-hmm. you don't know what people can do for you right then. Right. You don't know what to tell them. You're trying to process the fact that you just lost someone that you love. Mm-hmm. So for you to ask me, what can you do for me? I, I cannot tell you because mm-hmm. I myself don't even know what I can do for my own self because I'm trying to figure out you know, for myself, what what is it? What is it that I need right now? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Um, especially for my family, mm-hmm. and I about that because I'm still like, as I said, trying to process the loss. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can definitely understand when you know I understood that statement because right then and there. That person can't tell you what they need. Mm-hmm. They can't. Uh, and there's, and there's just, I know sometimes people might not understand that, 
but it's you can't because you just don't know right at that moment. And don't take it personal if no one knows. Um, and I think it, it it hurts even more when people do take it personally because it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just that I can't tell you. You know what I mean? And you know, I guess you have to give you you have to show respect at that moment that you lost someone mm-hmm. and they're grieving. And right now, they don't need a whole bunch of questions coming at them mm-hmm. as to how you can help them. Yes, you know what, Corey? I know that I want to thank you first of all because your um, loss is like two weeks from today, and thank you for still coming on to do the interview and um, I can understand exactly what you mean by um, at that time you know I know everyone want to help and I don't think anybody's doing it maliciously and I know you don't think so either it's just that um, sometimes everybody want to do something to take your pain away and it's just like in all honesty there's nothing much you can do but start doing that one person had named it as observing and, and listening and finding out you know from other people around the griever or something like that, what can we do to um, mm-hmm. serve that person? And we all been in a church where we're really good at bringing the meals over. So that was already in progress, but other people want to do more. And it was just like, I know your intent, your intention is to try to alleviate my pain, but it's causing me more frustration right now. Cause you asking me questions and I can't even think about how to grieve right now. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. want to ask you on that. Did you, um, experience like any frustration or anything like that during that time you know where people are calling or maybe people not calling or anything i it was more so i think people calling mm-hmm. because it was just like you know um how's it going what can i do for you Ooh, okay you no know, how are you feeling um you know um and then there were some were like you know well were you and your sister close? Ooh. I mean, have a good relationship. Uh, you know, did you talk a whole lot? And uh-huh. I would, sometimes I would be, you know, like truly, I would get angry mm. because what does it matter? You know, in one sense of the word, if we had a good relationship or not, this was my family. Mm-hmm. Right. This is part of my family. Mm-hmm. And the life is gone now. And I think it just, you know, threw me for a loop that that was more your concern than if I had a good relationship with my family member instead of saying, you know, well, um, I know it's going to take some time, but I just want to let you know I'm here. Yeah. And, you know, yes. And and it was just. They asked you this question like a day after she passed away. Is that correct? Right, right. Because I could understand where they were coming from, but it again, it didn't help because I'm quite sure they were trying to figure out. So how how intense would this grieving be if they were close to him? But that, like you're saying, is like I lost someone. Right, yeah. right. Why does it matter at all? And why are you asking me this close to the beginning of it? I can see that being a conversation along a whole other lines of questions and then saying, how close were you? And then uh, giving you an opportunity to say, hey, this still hurts. It doesn't matter how close I was. I wish I was closer. And then you just made me feel guilty because I wasn't close. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And, and it's just that thing. I think sometimes 
and as you said, people don't mean to be insensitive mm-hmm. or not try to way, but it sometimes at that moment you just you're just like um I mean even to the point where I I had to tell somebody, you know what, I just can't talk right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, I'll call you later, but right now I'm just trying to process all of this. Amen. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like you don't need a thousand questions thrown at you. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're going through this. Um Exactly. And and, and trying to trying to cope in the same mm-hmm. sense of not trying to hurt people's feelings. Yes. But in the in that same realm. You're just like you're wanting people to try to understand. Okay, maybe this is not what she needs right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll it just just give me a minute to breathe, mm-hmm. and you know maybe later, mm-hmm. you know. And so yeah, it, it's a. I, I never knew how hard it was to actually, or even experience, or even understand. Um, until now. Mm. And, oh, and that, that's what tend to happen. I'm sorry, Corey. Go ahead. No, um, because I was one of those people. How can I help you? You know, da 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 da. And now I realize you have to let people go through the process mm-hmm. of grief if you're coming in. And, and I think, as you said before, Angie, try to take that pain away from you by trying to do things that you know help you mm-hmm. I'm saying it right yeah yeah and I want to follow up with that um, what have been some of the things that have been encouraging mm-hmm. um, from people um, that you received during this time I think you know um, and this is going to sound so I don't know if it's going to sound cruel or whatever but you know what? When my sister's funeral was finally in place and the day that we were going to have it and everything, and on our way there, my nephew, uh, Tony, asked me, do you think anybody from church is going to show up? A couple of people from church showed up. I was definitely encouraged Amen. by that. You know what I mean? Amen. And so... That helped me in a lot of ways too. Okay, they that that showed how much they cared that they mm-hmm. wanted to be there. Right. Yeah, and, and and as far as family, I mean, you know, I mean, people from, you know, uh, our cousins from Detroit. I mean, it was like family came from a little bit of here, a little bit of there, just to be there. But it's just uh, I've. I felt encouraged that the love that she was shown. Good. That's 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 always encouraging to see everyone, um, see your loved ones home going, you know. Yeah, it definitely is. And I want to ask, um, what are some things that you've learned about grief um, after losing your sister? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever felt lost when trying to support a grieving friend? Suggested Etiquettes for the Grieving is your go-to guide for offering real comfort in difficult times. 
Written by Angie Williams, this book is packed with practical tips and heartfelt advice. Be the friend who makes a difference. Order your copy today at Amazon.com or visit www.slowtospeakwithvooch.com. That's slow, the number two, speak with V-O-O-C-H.com. Order now and transform the way you support those you care about. Suggested etiquettes for the grieving because being there matters. I think, um, number one, that it's okay Mm -hmm. to feel that Mm -hmm. and not hold it all in. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing that I know for myself that I try to stuff all my emotions. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to to feel that, to be be real. Um, And it's okay to to be real and honest with, right now, I can't tell you what you could do, Mm -hmm. but just pray for me. Yes. And I think the other thing that I've learned is that sometimes people don't need sometimes people don't need to tell you how you should feel or what right. you should feel. But I think that there comes a point when you just need to be quiet mm-hmm. and just listen to the tears, mm-hmm. to the story, mm-hmm. and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is what you need to do, and and don't let yourself fall into this, and keep being open. I feel like what? those things that you know you should always, I mean, you know to do, but at that moment, allow me to feel what I need to feel. But if you're my friend, listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't try to tell me how to feel. And you know something, Corey? Those who say keep being open. When I'm open, are you shutting your mouth? <laughs> mm-hmm. The reason why I say that is because I really believe when I was going through everything, I tried to be open, but it is so hard when you see someone not understanding you or they're saying some hurtful things to you. You try not to take out your hurt and pain on them. And it's just like, are you even listening? Because I am being mm-hmm. open, but I'm not being open the way you want me to be open. So mm-hmm. it was just all of that stuff that I just saw was okay you say be open but if I'm going to be open you shut your mouth mm-hmm. and I think the other thing I learned that it's okay to step back mm-hmm. for a minute mm-hmm. from the world and from people and just experience God's comfort through mm-hmm. all yes. the grief that you're feeling yes yes and so those are those are some things that I've learned uh, just in looking at the book, reading, you know, just the, the things that you guys have put on, uh, uh, sent to my email. I really, those are some things that I've learned really, truly, and how to really honestly understand the process, how you can help mm. and be there. Mm-hmm. When the time comes that that person is ready to ready to talk, mm. right, and be a good listener. Mm. 
And I guess that sort of leads into uh, what's your biggest takeaway from reading the book and listening to the podcast. I think that the biggest takeaway is, um, I think, the love Mm -hmm. that you receive. Mm -hmm. Even at the moment that you may not want to feel it, Mm -hmm. but it's still there. And the comfort that comes from knowing that God understands. Mm -hmm. He helps others to understand what you're going through just by what you say but Mm -hmm. I think most of all is this that you listen Mm -hmm. to the pain Mm -hmm. that's this feeling and not just the tears that you see Mm -hmm. but the hurt that they feel Mm -hmm. yeah I really appreciate that Mm -hmm. Um, and also um, you were one of the ones that um, when we first sent out everything, um, you gave us um, some feedback um, of the podcast and the book, especially. And I really appreciate, you know, you doing that. Welcome. Well, we're still here with you, sis, as you um still processing the loss of your sister. So um, definitely we we will not be just putting a book out. We, we're going to put into practice. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what we all should do. Mm-hmm. And when people actually sit down and read this book, maybe they'll understand themselves. Mm. What it means to really, truly understand right. the process and how to go about helping mm-hmm. in, the, in the right way. What's been helping you this lately? I think just our conversations together. Just the fact that you you help me to open up to what's really inside. Mm. Because it's so easy to cover up. Mm, that is. is so true. That is so true, Corey. But you ask the questions that no, okay, Corey, come on, just tell me what is what's up. Just just say it. You know, and I think that's what that's what has helped me. Mm. Because it's like You're asking because you care, and that's going to help me to be more open and honest with where I am. I think it's it's those conversations Mm -hmm. with you that has truly just helped me to conversations with Kevin. You know what I mean? And and it's more of it's a godly focus to help my internal heart Mm -hmm. or where it needs to be or become what it needs to be. Amen. To really have an ungodly focus mm. on any and everything that goes on. Right. In our lives. And for those who are listening, um, Kevin Ford um, is also um, on one of our Afterthoughts um, podcasts as well, too. The four of us meet on Wednesday and we go over the Baymont podcast and something that Corey was telling me that she's learned and I've learned that we all learn is the desert moments those times when you're in a desert where it's dark and it, it when it's dark and you going through, you know, it reminds you of Psalm. Um, what is it? Psalm. I can't even remember. It's, I, it's off the top of my head. We're going to erase this part. 
Psalm. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> What's that Psalm? Do I walk through the shadow of a, uh, do I walk? Oh, it's Psalm 23. We think about Psalm 23 and just hearing God's voice a little bit uh, more. Is that, yes. um, yeah. Definitely. Mm. Well, I enjoy talking to you, Corey, because you're always very honest about your emotions. So it, it just helps me as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And again, Corey, um, just want to just thank you for coming on our podcast um, today and discussing your afterthoughts. Um, really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll be praying for you and your family. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Angie, I'm going to have to tell you the pork chop was good. Okay. Um, <laughs> you might want to erase that. <laughs> uh, see, she's taunting me. She's taunting me. I'm telling Chris. What's his number? <laughs> oh, I'm telling. But um, but yeah, thank you. We love you. We love you so much. Yeah, I'm hungry now. Too. I'm not cooking, you know, pork chop. <laughs> Uh-uh. You'll have a father than your children. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to leave on note, that note and say deuces. Okay. <laughs>